What up? It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Okay, wow. It's Wednesday, y'all. Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. Got a fun show for you again today. Should be pretty good. Pretty edifying. A lot of fun. A lot of good stuff. Going to be a little bit topical, but that's all right. You know, that's how we do around here. So hopefully you've had a great week up to this point. If not, don't worry, it's raining. So that means it'll turn around. Look, it makes sense if you don't think about it at all. Don't even try and analyze it. Just accept it. Shake your head. Say, yeah, you're right. And move on. That's how we do around here. So. Don't worry. Your thing didn't malfunction. Um, just took a pause there. Wow, what a weird intro. You're probably pretty annoyed right now, so we're going to get back to it. All right. <clears throat> First announcement. I've got, or I switched up my Amazon link. I had the, I told you it was going to be Disco Potty for the foreseeable future, and that lasted all of 48 hours. I was sitting here, and I said, aha, this is what I can do. What I should do, because I got, I've got a laundry list, right? I said, I'm going to switch up and I don't know how often. So I'm just trying it out by right now, every episode. That's a lot. It's three times a week. I think I might do it on a weekly basis or something, but I'm, I switched up where the Amazon link will take you the product that it'll take you to. I had this brilliant idea to say, what if I do like a recommendation via my Amazon link for people to go and check out for themselves? So, because then it's an easy way. If I am recommending something like, hey, this thing is awesome, you should go get it. Instead of you having to go and do that work, you can literally just go hit the description. You can hit uh, the bio, the link tree in my bio on Instagram, and just boom, hit that link. It takes you right to the thing. You can check it out for yourself. And then maybe you're like, oh, I also need to buy some other stuff. And you do that and you in turn support the show, like we talked about. So, even if you're not going to buy anything, just go test out the link for me and let me know if you experience any problems. I've had a couple of you click the link, but really, since I just want to make sure that it's working right, so that'd be a giant help. And I'll go ahead and put the link in the description of today's episode as well. So you don't have to go to the website or click over to Instagram. You can literally just scroll down in the description, but just do that for me. It's a huge help. And also go check out Celtic Sea Salt. That's what it's going to take, take you to today. I've Here's the thing. I, I first thought, oh, I'll make it a mystery. What am I recommending now? And because that'll drive people to it. And then I was like, yeah, I could do that. I could also just switch it up, tell you what I'm switching up to. Celtic sea salt is my favorite salt. Some of you, most of you have probably heard about my salt adventures by now and how I now understand the variety of salts and use different ones for different times and purposes. Well, Celtic sea salt was one of the first <clears throat> variations of salt that I got onto. And it is incredible. It is the most, it has the most depth of flavor of any salt that I've tasted, the most pungent, and it's just so delicious. And so it's, it's my go-to for like steaks. It's my go-to for any time that I'm like, I like, this is high quality. This is good. Or I just want, I want, I want to be sure that it's flavor packed. You don't have to use a lot, lot. They, I'm sending you one that's fine ground in a resealable bag. I found that's the best one because this salt is very raw. There's no additives, no nothing. So it's a light gray flavor or flavor color. It, you know, and um, the fine ground one, not too much, but I got it in the shaker initially and it was like damp and moist. So your typical table salt, it has anti-caking agents and heavy metals to make it that pristine, perfect little white pebble, the, you know, that, that pure cocaine look and also not stick to itself. And 
kicker is all that crap is bad for you. You know, they're bleached and made to have the anti-caking. And so this is, this is a, a more raw, natural form of salt. And so it's annoying from a shaker perspective, but we just have a little, not ramekin, but little metal like sauce cup that has a lid. And we just put, we keep, a, you know, a couple tablespoons in there so we can just do the, the salt bay thing, throw back to that. But yeah, if you're not, if you're just using regular old table salt, throw that crap in the trash and start with some Celtic sea salt. And, you, you know, it's, it's eight bucks for eight ounces. So you're like, holy crap, dollar an ounce. Yeah, it is. It's more expensive. And that's why I don't use it every day. And um, if you want to know about all the different variety of salts that I do, I should really just put together a link that, that, and do like a post that has all my salts or do like a video. Maybe that's some video I could do for the podcast, all my salts. And because my, my go-to table salt is Redmond, that's out of Utah, and that one's more an everyday use type thing. And it's, uh, so yeah, but get, get rid of your iodized, your heavily processed salts and try and get your more raw salt. Most people now, they at least do like Himalayan pink salt. And I'm like, you're, that is great. You're barely scratching the surface of that iceberg though. So anyways, let me know what you think about that. And switching out the Amazon link so you can go check out something new, whether it should be a mystery or not. I feel like the explanation helps. But yeah, if you want to know more, follow my Amazon link. Take you right to it. You can check it out. And then if you do have some Amazon shopping, just go ahead and get it done right there. And you don't even have to do anything extra than you normally would. And you will passively support the show. And I appreciate you very much for that. So yeah, that's fun. Fun, new, exciting things that we're doing. Uh, yesterday was Abolition Day. I, I know I briefly talked about it. So first and foremost, it was kind of my real, for, like my first real activism activity, right? I, I definitely have my stances and support certain movements. But this was my first time like really going and like being a part of a rally. It was at the state capitol and like then going in and talking to legislators and doing things and then having a conference afterwards. And I was like, wow, it was an experience. It was good. It was a great experience. Shout out to everyone who went and it was cold and rainy. And <clears throat> to my surprise, it was uh, it was covered by the news, and I'll link to that story. But also if you want to see so there were talks done both at the rally and after the rally where they had a little mini conference that they explained abolition, explained the different points of why abolition, why this is important, how it's biblical and backed it up that way. So this is particularly, I would say a lot of it is aimed at pro-life Christians and showing them the fault in the pro-life movement and how it's, it's actually in a lot of ways, it's wrong. It's wrong is, is the simplest way to put it. But um, if you go to free the States, dot org they i'm sure they will have the live streams or their or links to on their youtube or facebook page i think they streamed everything they could and so you can go and watch them a lot most talks about 40 minutes and they're really good the best one though was a was a very like basic breakdown of abolition start to finish where it comes from starting with like okay where do we get these ideas are they biblical blah blah blah, and then like comparing it to pro-choice pro-life how that works and why it's different and why it is, quote unquote, the correct 
way or the right stance, if you will, that we, we all need to have. So, and it has a little slideshow with it. I don't know how much it showed up in the stream because it's on a tiny TV screen, but if they're zoomed in enough, it'd be no problem. So yeah, go check that out. If you're curious about that at all, or just freethestates.org have general information, but yeah, it was, it, it was interesting because you know, they talk about like contacting your senator and your rep and stuff. And I'm trying to get more involved in local politics. And I think we all should do more just to be, just to know, because we all know probably too much about national when realistically your local politicians are setting things that really affect your day to day a lot more. So that's been, that's one of my big goals for this year. And I'm telling you steps, I'm making steps to make it happen. So after, it wasn't just a rally where they say, rah, rah, all right, everyone go home. They were like, there's going to be a rally with action. Now we're going to go inside, find your, your reps, your, your state senator and your, and your rep, and go and talk to them about this. Present your case. Do this, right? In Oklahoma, obviously, most of these are Republican, pro-life people who are putting forth these, these pro-life bills, heartbeat bills, and stuff like that. And basically going to making the case of why, why they're, they're falling short. They're missing the mark here. And, and to do that, and because making your voice heard, that's how you're going to have change, right? You can't just sit at home and talk about it and get together with your abolitionist friends and say, this sucks, like actually do something about it. Putting your money where your mouth is. So I went and went, you can just go in the Capitol and you can just go find your, your rep or senator. I don't know, like this is, we all probably know this, like I knew this, and, but seeing it play out and doing it was it's fun, kind of exciting, definitely intimidating, but uh, it's not that big of a deal. And so I just, I would encourage everyone to just go and meet them. Just go meet them, say, hey, I'm one of your constituents. I just wanted to come and meet, um, put a name to a face, and because I'm trying to get more involved. And, and they should be welcoming for the most part. And if they're not, you can say, look, bud, pal, buckaroo, miss, ma'am, you work for me. You are my representative, and so you are being a civil servant, so you shouldn't be dismissive of the people that you are here to serve. So apparently some of them can be a little off-putting. Neither of mine were. One, only one was there. The other one, she was so nice, so good. I awkwardly fall into one of the few Democratic districts, both in the Senate and in the House. And so basically I went and was like, look, I know this is more or less going to fall on deaf ears because clearly... Uh, to, to be a Democratic rep in Oklahoma, you are definitely in a minority, but this definitely means that um, <laughs> you are pro-choice because the people who elected you definitely are pro-choice. And in so many words, that's what I was told was like, hey, you're, you know, most, most, of, most of the people in our, in, in our district, they, they're telling me they want more abortion. And I said, yep, I'm just here to let you know this is my stance this is where I stand. I want to come and introduce myself, start this conversation. I'm not naive to the fact that uh, <laughs> it's not like I'm going into a pro-life and be like become an abolitionist and push. And so to me, I was like, I'm going to I'm going to make my case. I'm going to tell you what I think and feel and hopes I'm here to deliver the message. And then I got to leave the rest up to God, you know, and, uh, and here stand on the truth. So but it was good. It was good. It was good. It was a lot of fun. Definitely do it. And then tonight, tonight, speaking of local, if you're in Ward 6 of Oklahoma City, there is a debate for our two for the two ladies running for our city council seat, Joe Beth Hammond, Merrick Cornett, at the Yale Theater. It's free. It's at 530. It will be live streamed, I think, on YouTube and Facebook. So if you just want to watch, you can. But if my Ward 6 peeps, I'm, I'm going to go. 
I'm going to check it out. You can't, public can't ask questions. It's only journalists asking questions. So we'll see how that is framed, but should be good. Although I don't maybe know a lot, try and be in touch. And so there's several other, maybe you're not in Ward 6, but the other wards I believe are doing debates. I know there's one for maybe Ward 2 tomorrow night or something like that. So check it out and don't forget to go and vote February 14th uh, for your city council person if they're up, if you're in one of the districts that is having an election. I I think we're also going to have a recreational marijuana state question on the ballot. I need to double check that. So yeah, maybe, maybe there's, maybe there's your real incentive to go vote. (laughs) I know it's a lot of people's, but I go back and forth on it. You know, it's culturally become so widely accepted and like, Hey, in so many ways I can see the case for like, it's basically just like alcohol, you know, and we went through our time where it's prohibition. It's like, now you're going to stop people from drinking, but I don't know. I go back and forth on it because then I'm like, but is it really good to just make these things more permissible or is there where where's the line at? Right. And it's tough. It's tough. But I I slightly lean more towards in favor of it, even though personally, I know it's going to be annoying because now everyone, their moms gonna be smoking, doing whatever. All It's going to be everywhere. It already is, but it'll be more so. And you're going to see more weed shops open up. And so they're probably going to outnumber churches, which is a big feat. Which is a big feat. Let's not let's not kid about that. All right, but yeah. So go try it out. Go meet your rep and senator. Look at them up. You can. It's easy in a Google search. You put in your address and say they're so and so. Go look them up, and just uh, just try and try and stay in the loop. It's tough because there's so much going on, and it's real. It can be frustrating because you're like, I got life to worry about, and so I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying, just that even even just sending them an email. Right, because you can email and call their office anytime too. But if there are certain policies where you're like, I want this, go and tell them. Say, hey, I want you to support this bill. Um, this is why I believe this bill is good. Blah, and I'm gonna make my voice known. And then if you're really into it, you can organize you and other people uh, that you know that are in your same district, and you you all can contact and kind of do, or you can put together a petition. Wow, this is crazy, right? Participating in our government. <laughs> all right, we're gonna move on from that though. The 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 non story of the week is the Grammys are satanic, and everyone's freaking out about it. I this happened, and I was like, wow, that was really overt this time. But I feel like this has been <laughs> known for some time. Now a lot of times it's been kind of more less overt sure but you know everyone every podcast i follow that deals with culture and stuff on monday whatever was like grammy satan worship and i was like yeah and and i mean little nas x has had his song that got really popular a year and a half two years ago and the whole music video was him in hell and doing like doing gay sex stuff with demons and whatnot and the whole and we had music videos and performances like that and years past where it was like lesbian sex for with like cardi b and someone else you know uh, they were portraying it at some and i'm just like we've known the depravity of hollywood and these this kind of group in general and so i don't know so i just look at it and be like no surprise here i i i think it's worth the you know it you definitely need to hey they're still satanic like shed light on it but to me crying the outrage and be like this is horrible they're all worshiping satan it's like okay 
let, let's not act like this is the first time that we've seen something like this. Let's not act like we already all don't joke about them being Satan worshiping pedophiles, right? And I mean, Jeffrey Epstein was a thing, okay? Harvey Weinstein was a thing. The fact that they're both Steens. Coincidence? I think, or conspiracy. <laughs> I almost said I think not, but yeah. I don't know. So to me, I was like, this is, this is a non-story. Okay, let's cover it. Let's say, hey, Grammys are satanic, but leave it at that. We don't have to go on this big tirade about it. And maybe, maybe I'm just apathetic towards Hollywood and whatnot anymore because there, it's the depravity that's there and in entertainment and whatnot and the the secularization of culture. Like it just, I don't know. Maybe I'm jaded towards it or just generally apathetic and worn down, desensitized, whatever. I'm not desensitized. I saw this and was like, whoa. <laughs> And then I was like, yeah, this is why I don't watch these things or buy into the culture like that, because you'll get sucked in. You'll get sucked in. So that's my non-story. Uh, I want to know if, if you agree, if you were surprised, or if there's a better non-story of the week for you. But to me, that's the one. And they obviously, Beyonce won some award, breaking some record, and I don't care at all, big whoop. But, you know, that's just, that's just me. I don't care about the award shows. They're dumb. Bunch of Hollywood people. I think George Carlin said it best. He's like, just a Hollywood people getting around and, and stroking each other and and saying, "Oh, good job! You're so good! And you're so cool!" and handing each other awards and just showing off. And it's like, this is for thank you fans. And it's like, shut up! You don't care. You hate your fans, most of you. <laughs> oh, can you tell? Am I is my cynicism coming through yet? Are you hearing me loud and clear, Shane? Am, am, how am I doing with my old man cynic? All right. And I'm ch that's what I'm channeling right now. My best old man front porch sentence cynic. The world sucks and this generation is going to hell in a handbasket. How am I doing? Good. Good. I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I feel like I need more jokes in this episode. But moving on, this question that I've I know I've asked before and brought it up at least once, maybe a couple times. But it's, it's just nagging at me and I got to figure something out. And I need your help. I need the Hanyak's help. All right. Because this was a point that I think was brought up maybe by Liver King or whatnot and talked about rites of passage and how we've all, there's always been certain rites of passion, passage when you reach a certain age or something like that and you, and, you, and you have some rite of passage. Now, it doesn't always have to necessarily be some crazy hard survivalist challenge, Spartan warrior style, but there needs to be something that's like a bit of a crucible that you, particularly for men, I'm mainly talking about men here. Women can have their own thing, but I think it just, it's just, particularly for young men, building out some sort of rite of passage, either when you're 16, 18, what have you. And it's like, hey, you go through this thing in this crucible and like, boom, you're a man now. Like this will, this will kind of start you off in the path of manhood, show you kind of at least what it means. And in terms of mental and physical resilience and perseverance, you know, whatever, just teaching good life lessons. And cause I think we've all done hard things. And like, for me, one of the crucible things that really showed me maybe not manhood specifically, but just like what I'm capable of, where my limits are and, and how, you know, building some mental resilience mainly was doing my marathon five years, six years ago. Jeez. Yeah. One of the hardest things I've ever done. And I did it because I was like, I want to see if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this, even if I train. And I arguably I undertrained, but I did it. And I accomplished my goal. I was like, holy crap, I did it. 
I never want to do one again, but I'm worried that I'm going to get talked into triathlons or Ironman. And that scares me because there's just, that's just so much involved, but all right, I can do a marathon. Then can I do one of those? Right. That's a natural, natural next step. But point being is, you know, I did that when I was 23 and by, by my own choice, but, and this is no fault to anyone's parents, my parents or anything like that. Uh, cause actually I think my rite of passage was, was scooping poop for my dad for a decade of my childhood and, and mowing the lawn and doing that and essentially like learning what it means to work hard. And that's one thing. And so I would say my rite of passage would have been basically having a, uh, maybe part-time at first, but full-time job and commitment working every weekend, every holiday, uh, in the summers for my dad at the vet clinic. And maybe it's not as honed in as it should be, but I don't know. I'm just sitting here and racking my brain trying to figure out what is a modern day rite of passage that we can institute and put forward as I think about my future kids. And and I was like, I think that's something culturally at large that we could all benefit from. It's like, hey, this is something that you have to go through because now everything's an accomplishment. Sorry if this is you, but like we, I, you see like kids moving on from freaking kindergarten or preschool and they have a little mini graduation. They do gowns and fake diplomas. It's probably just a coloring page that they, the first one that they stayed all the way in the lines on. And yeah, I'm being a total hater here, but sorry. And, and, and I don't know. I kind of look at that and scoff. Cause I'm just like, what are we doing? Like they haven't done anything necessarily. I'm not saying don't celebrate and congratulate, but I feel like sometimes nowadays, I don't like saying, I feel like, I think that nowadays more than ever, we, we accomplish, we, we celebrate non-accomplishments as great accomplishments. And we don't have any sort of real tough tests that would, that would be true accomplishments that we can build, particularly our young boys into, that will help build them into men and build character and really build that out. And because I think naturally as men, we have those, we have those sort of desires. You know, we want to, whether we realize it or not, like we want to have a purpose and a duty and a drive. And there's something about being able to be a protector, provider, and be being, you know, having some sort of strength and resolve. And I'm not talking phys- physical, just physical, but more so just the strength of life and, and, and having resolve to be able to move through life and being a bit of a rock for those around you, particularly your, 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 your wife, your kids, your friends, whoever it may be, your siblings, your family. And, uh, and we don't have anything like that. And so I'm just sitting here. I'm, I'm going to pose this question really and consider this the question of the week. The question of the podcast going forward is what is a rite of passage? So obviously the Liver King developed his called the Barbarian where it's you freaking you carry 70 pound kettlebells, 120 pounds on a, on a sled, like 20 pound ankle weights and like another, I don't know, either 50 pound or 100 pound weight vest or something. And you have to walk a mile with all that, right? And I love that. I love that. I don't know that that's right for everyone or that's something we could build out, but doing something like that, particularly through a physical challenge is good. Um, But I, I haven't pinpointed an exact challenge, you know, that whether it would be something like that or a, a, 
maybe a weekend boot camp or something like that or backpacking trip or and you could you could specify it to what you like to do or maybe your kid is interested in but doing something finding something to do that and then something kind of universal like one general thought i had is like what if we just instituted uh summer after either the summer after you're 16 or you're 18 i would say since 18 you're legally an adult or maybe the summer before you're 18 you do this uh one or the other you know, for your 18th birthday, this is, this is one thing that you do. And it's basically, let's say it's a four week kind of military style boot camp, right? I never went through any boot camps or anything like that. Cause I'm not in the military, but I look at those and I was like, you know, they break you down, they build you back up. And I think it really, it really helps build character and build young men young boys into men. And I'm like, what if we, what if, what if there's something like that? And it's like, Hey, Every and I'm not going to mandate it by any means, but it totally be an option. You put it on, and it's like, hey, for for four weeks, you're going to go to this camp out in the boonies, and they're going to push you. They're going to ride you hard. You're going to you're going to you know seemingly get pushed too past your limits. You come back, you're going to come back a man. You know, happy 18th birthday, and and build in some sort of celebration, right? And and have and be like, hey, like, welcome to being a man. You know, here's your belt buckle. Here's your, <laughs> here's your whatever it may be. You could definitely build something out. I don't, you know, maybe maybe it'd be like a a plaque or no, certificates are stupid. It need to be something more tangible. For for me, I think what would be cool for me specifically in my family is like, here is your axe. You know, and have a handmade engraved really cool axe or knife or something like that you know and it's like boom and it's purely symbolic but something like that right and you could also say here's your car here's your first car and it's like you've earned it you you're now a man whatever and but but having that having that rite of passage i think could really go somewhere in building a culture and bonding to fathers and sons young men and older men and being like because of the fathers, well, not us for starting this, but we can be like, we've gone through this sort of thing. This is micro, this is, this is how life is going to be. You can survive this, you can survive life and, you know, be, be kind of a cool bonding experience and for a way for generations of men to connect. And maybe it's something as cool as this would be really building out. Right. But essentially the equivalent of like the modern day meat halls. Like once you're a man, you come to the meat hall with all the older men and cause you're a man now and you, you come and you hang out and you get to experience and be a part of that. Right. Welcome into manhood. You know, and like, I think the Jewish culture does like the bar mitzvah, the Hispanic culture does a quinceanera and those sort of things. And I just feel like at large, we don't have anything like that. And I'm sorry just to harp on guys, but it's just what I know more so. And girls, yes, do your own thing women and mothers you know it's 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 a cooking gauntlet for a weekend it's your own cooking show <laughs> oh i'm gonna piss a bunch of people off fortunately any girls listen to this so it's just guys <laughs> but oh i'm kidding of course but do something right we need to build back in a rite of passage and maybe you think that we currently have some sort of rite of passage i don't think we do you might say oh a driver's license that's not a rite of passage though and that's not it might be hard for some kids to get, but I don't know. It's not, it needs to be something 
that like you can fail at that you have to almost that you have to train for that that pushes you to your limits like a driver's license is just like whatever you know so i think i think something needs to be done in that way so i want to hear your ideas on what you think maybe what you think about the little mini boot camp and maybe it's a and maybe because we're soft maybe it's only a week long or something but it's like you go and you just get worked and and at the end it's like you have a test or something it's like all right you have to do this whatever i i i would totally be fine like if i when i had turned 18 it was like all right this is what happened you know and and it to be so universal that it's like what all the 18 year old boys go and do and and maybe there's slight variations of it but to be like, yep, all right, you're 18, right? And so you graduate, and in the next two weeks, the next four weeks or whatever, that's where you're going to be. Come back a man. We'll see you. And, oh, I, don't, I think it, it, it excites me. I think that'd be really cool. And maybe, maybe, shoot, maybe I need to start it. But I got to figure out what it is first, and then we can start it. But, yeah, I want to know about that. Uh, I already talked about that. Oh, well. I would close. I forgot to mention, circling back to Abolition Day, something that Jin Saki talked a lot about but never really did. So surprise, surprise, the local, shout out to Oklahoma Local News because they surprised me by, they cover certain things. So the day before Abolition Day was, there was apparently a bunch of trans activists for calling for trans rights at the Capitol. And so it was like, boom. And someone was telling me, you know, like, hey, you don't really, we're here one day, but these lawmakers are here every day and there's new groups every single day. And I was like, yeah, maybe so. And then I found out that it was literally the day before. And I was like, oh, they're not kidding. Now this is the first two days of the legislative session. So I bet they get, they get a ton these first two weeks. And then after that, they still get them regularly, but there's basically like talking about these, these lawmakers and get apathetic to this because it's just another group and it's just white noise. So shout out specifically News 9. They covered it. I'll put the link in the description. You can go watch the video, read the article for yourself. Just a short little blurb. And a shout out to James Silverman and Naomi, who were the people that were interviewed that did such a, such a great job. But I want to, I want to cover this more so because to just to show you how it it falls into the bucket of classic modern media framing, whatever you want to, is the best way that I know how to put it. And we've talked about this before, how it's media is overwhelmingly liberal and people think, Oh no, they do a pretty good job of covering. It's like, they do a good enough job. But to me, there's clear signs of like, ah, yeah, I see, I see what you're, and it's nothing nefarious, but it's just the way of the culture. Right. And just how, if you're someone like me, a classic Christian conservative and you're like, wow, yeah, you definitely need to be on your toes and, and, and watch out because understand that they're framing something. There's a framing. There's a little bit more than reporting the facts. But there is um, that there's a certain framing and you need to understand it and, and see it. And so point it out. So I like to point it out whenever I can. Right. But. Um, first and foremost, it's how <laughs> the title. Right. So very clearly, these are abolitionists calling to abolish you criminalize abortion to make it equal under the murder code as any other murder, essentially. And. The first thing where I'm like, I think, why, why, why you say it? That it was very clear. Abolish abortion is what you could say. These protesters call for more restrictions on abortions in Oklahoma at state capitol. It's like, no, that's actually kind of wrong because it's not calling for more restrictions. It's calling for an abolition of, which means an, a complete, like eradication, like do away with. 
It's not like more restrictions to make it so restricted, completely restricted is what it's going for. So that was, that was the first part where I was like, that's kind of funny, right? Yeah. And, you know, so they want to go further than the pro-life movement. They call themselves abolitionists. That's accurate. So they do the, they do the interview, they interview a couple people. And then, oh, this was the other big thing that caught me and I just can't help but chuckle. So is they use the term pregnant person. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. I'm, I'm not surprised by this, but you know, this has caught fire because now men can get pregnant because trans, whatever. And, and so now the popular thing to do is to say pregnant person and charge the pregnant person. And I was like, what? Hold on. The first time I read it, I was like, wait a minute, say what? And then it's pregnant, you know, bans to extend everyone involved, but the pregnant person. Oh, that is so funny. Where is it? I I swear that. Oh, yeah. That protects the pregnant person from prosecution. Golly. Hilarious, right? And then if you watch the video, she goes, abortion, which is already outlawed in Oklahoma. And that's the other thing. It's like, that's a lie. It's not outlawed. I mean, it is in a way, but, and, and the, you see this in the article because it's brought up is people can still order and do self-administered abortions at home via abortion pills. And so it's not outlawed. And also one of the main points was, yeah, parts of it have been made illegal, but there have been no punishments offered. And so it's like, hey, you're not allowed to steal. Look, it's like the whole $950 thing in California that's causing all the Walgreens and CVS to shut down because people are just robbing them blind is essentially you say it's illegal to steal. Like those people are committing theft, but they're not going to do anything about it up until $950. And so under $950, guess what? You're free and clear, but it's still illegal, but there's no serious punishment or disincentive to not do it. Like that's a toothless law. No teeth at all. No, even that's a jawless law. Like there's not even a lower jaw. You're just an upper jaw with no teeth, just trying to gnaw on something. It doesn't work. And so, and that's one of the points, but I just wanted to point out that framing <laughs> and it, it, it cracks me up personally. Cause I just chuckle at it. Cause I'm like, yeah, of course it is. Right. But the thing that got me the most was like pregnant person throughout. And I was just like, okay, like uh, that's just, it's just women. It's women. Those are the only people who can get pregnant. I'm sorry. And you can try and play God and deny the facts of reality, but the fact of the matter is, is it's just women. But pregnant person is the term of the day. And yes, more restrictions, as in total restriction on it, because we don't have it. So just a friendly reminder that abortion is not fully outlawed and, and, and abolished in Oklahoma, and it won't be until it is criminalized specifically against mothers who do it because essentially they're protected legally because you can't charge or prosecute moms who murder their babies. And that's the point here, but it's not, not a bad little blurb. And they, they definitely let people say their piece and they got the information that the abolitionists were, that we were talking about at the Capitol in there. Uh, I just wanted to point out the fun little framings of that. So yeah, anyways, that'll do it. That's enough for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Like last episode, maybe a little bit more serious. I don't know. I try and still keep it light, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Go check out your Celtic sea salt. Maybe order you a bag and try it out. And if you are like, if you're too cheap, you'd be like, what if I don't like it? First of all, I will take it off your hands. Second of all, you're going to love it. But if you want to try some, let me know. Come over sometime. I got plenty and I would 
be happy to share it with you. Or I could bring a little baggie of salt. And next time we hang out and be like, here's your, here's your salt, man. Do drug dealer style. But not really. It's just, it's just salt. That's totally legal. That's funny. But yeah, let me know um, what you think about it. Let me know what you think about this rite of passage question. Were you like me or were you maybe a little bit more on the shock side when it came to the Satan stuff at the Grammys? Uh, let's talk rites of passage. What are we looking at, right? I want to hear your ideas. Let's hear about them. So yeah, go check out my Amazon link. Let me know, just to let me know if it, if, if there, if it doesn't work for some reason. But uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I'm looking at maybe doing a weekly rotation of my Amazon link, something new that I use or am a proponent of or recommendation. Because I've always thought about that. I was like, what if I just did a podcast slash YouTube channel that was like, because I love recommending stuff because I'm always looking for stuff to make life easier, make, make things a little bit better. And I'm like, so I'm always, and people will, and I'm so intense about it. It's like a salesman. I'm like, maybe I can do like the, the pro tips or the recommendation guy. And I'm, I know there's probably a billion out there, but this one would be me. So who knows? But anyways, I'm not going to blame there's any more. I want to thank you all for listening, being a part of the Hanya Accord. Be sure to go and leave a review either on Spotify or Apple. Make sure to follow our social pages on Instagram and Facebook where I'll post new episodes. Uh, you can find the Amazon link either in this description or in my link tree. It's the first one. It'll say what Amazon product, recommend, recommended Amazon product or something like that. And you can click it. And remember, you can passively support the show if you just do your Amazon shopping via that link and then go and shop for whatever else. It should still give me some credit there for you having to do nothing more than you already would do. And I would appreciate it very, very much. But that'll do it for this episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast. We'll see you right here next time. This is your head, Honyak, signing off.